Hi everyone. Um, welcome back to or welcome to another episode of Weeptoons. I know you're probably wondering where is her co-host, but today I will not be joined by Bambi. I am actually joined by a special guest, and Bambi will not be here because we are mainly discussing horror manga. And so I will allow my special guest to introduce themselves. Hi guys, I am as you may have remembered from the last one, Kumi, aka Dark Matrix, and I will be joining Sony later tonight to talk about horror manga. So, you know, before we get into what it is specifically that we'll be discussing today, which is horror manga, um, so Kumi, tell us, where exactly or when did your, you know, your love for horror begin? My relationship with horror has been on an up and down one. Uh, of course, like any normal kid, I grew up with, you know, being afraid of horror and stuff. But um, I grew up in a house where everyone was like super interested in that stuff. So I eventually got into body horror uh, franchises like uh, The Thing, uh, The Fly, Alien and all that stuff. And, you know, it kind of like stuck to me. It's I'm more on the artistic side, so seeing different aspects of humanity kind of you know makes me feel good in the way just way possible and i don't know just all those different aspects invasion of the body snatchers anything to do with an alien trying to be in the human society and that stuff kind of opened the gates into me you know liking horror in general yeah was that like what was maybe when we talk about anime what was the first thing that you had watched that was horror and you liked it oof the the first thing that was horror and I liked it oh I can't really say I was it was horror per se that got me into horror itself um I once upon a time I saw Ghost in the Shell the very very old Ghost in the Shell and you know it's it's cyberpunky and cyberpunk kind of has like a subgenre of body horror again so seeing the human body do things it's not supposed to be doing seeing people d- separated decimated and stuff seeing um akira akira had a lot of morphing and stuff and that that kind of body horror opened me up into the other like franchises i'd say the only like uh, official the first official horror i got into was uh parasites if that counts it i, I think it does and then in terms of um manga what would be the the first horror manga that you read that just had you on the edge of your seat? This one, this one, this one. Unmistakably, Junji Ito's Uzumaki was the first. Like, I, I knew what I was getting into, but, you know, I didn't really think of it in the context of horror. It was kind of like, this is going to be weird. And I, I yeah. kind of went in with a, oh, this is going to be Jojo's Bizarre Adventures weird. And it kind of was but like with horror you see junji's like i I think junji takes whatever um araki takes and he just like takes it to 1000 with the horror aspect (laughs) seeing an eyeball spiral through someone's skull to the back of it seeing grotesque uh, mutilations of bodies and and morphing into giant snails all that stuff it was a riveting experience to say the least I understand concerning, you know, Junji Ito. Most of his collection, it's quite questionable. You know, I'm currently um, in his collection. I think I, the the volume that I am currently on, it should be Uzumaki because I was like trying to like, you know, 
go through them in order and whatnot. And it's it's quite, if I could say, creepy to see, you know, the guy's obsession with, like, spirals and all of that. And so, you know, uh, I think for me, where my love for horror began, I know people are, like, tired of hearing me talk about how much I love horror because it's literally in every episode. But I feel, Hello. you know, every genre in its own can tell a story, right? But, like, I feel for horror, it's it's almost quite unpredictable. And for me, I feel it's the best version of telling a story. I'm not talking about, you know, everyone dying or something. No. But, like, it it's a unique way of telling a story. You know, it could be in a game or, like, anime or manga specifically. It doesn't really matter. But, like, I just find it extremely interesting, you know? And so... I get what you mean. Yeah. And so, like into what it is specifically that you know we're currently reading you could you know just tell us what you're reading and then also maybe you could explain a bit in case some of our listeners haven't really had the chance to read it oh okay um i was going to give a disclaimer but you guys are this far in and i don't think that's necessary anymore so i am reading about three horror manga at the moment although I think only two of them are like traditional horror. The first one is Bibliomania. This is, I'm not sure when it was released, but the story is very simplistic as it starts, but gets very, very strange. I'm pretty sure it was nominated for a big award in 2019, but you know, I don't know, most people haven't read it, I guess. So this girl, this young child, wakes up in this blank room and sees a, a strange door in the in the corner. That's the only thing in the room. So she approaches it, and she's, as she's approaching it, this weird simp- uh, serpentile creature like, like peeks over her right shoulder. And then it's it says, "You must leave this room. You must not leave this room." It tells her to stay. It tells her that. Like, she shouldn't leave and then it's very kind about it she questions it and wants to leave because you know it's a very weird experience but you know she can't um, she, she can't do that as she's told later because of certain rules those rules are um if you've watched i think infinity train yeah it was a cartoon mm-hmm. network series infinity train it kind of has the same uh concepts it's the way doors work so those doors are like I want to say pseudo interdimensional doors, but they kind of go to different rooms. Basically, it's a supernatural hotel uh, trope, and then that's her room, the starting point. To escape, she has to find the room with the exit or the the door that leads to the exit. But every time she leaves the door, her body starts to disintegrate, leaving behind like bone, and I guess eventually not leaving any like flesh material at all afterward. So she's still filled with the drive to leave the place. But she she can't for those obvious hindrances. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's drama, uh, fantasy, very post-apocalyptic. Every room has its own like unique set of characters who are there for their own reason, and are kind of the rooms are like there are only two torture fantasies. I'd say, for example, there's a character who's um, who who really disliked this uh, a bully of his in high school, but then. He wanted the the bully to uh, to die actually, and then yeah, that's his fantasy. In his room, he gets to see that bully go through several, several, several days, and that goes on. Of course, the other challenges get way more uh, creative, to say the least. But yeah, you should check it out. 
Sorry. The the one where the guy has fantasies of him seeing his bully die. Like, how is that happening? Like, does he have, like, little doors or something? And then he, like, envisions how this guy is going to die? Or it's just, like... Oh, uh, no, no, he kind of sees it. It's like the, the world, the room generates reality, I'd say. So it's super, like, that kind of supernatural. That's your second read? That's my first read. Oh. <laughs> I'm currently reading it. <laughs> uh, PTSD Radio is the other horror manga I'm reading, and you suggested it to me uh, some weeks back, yeah. and I actually went yeah, into it. And quite frankly, I have to say, this is a really, really good like horror manga. And I want yeah. to say general manga at all. So like, it's super creative with how the author wrote it. And there's some real life controversy that kind of adds, uh, you know, how horror stories are always like, this is based on a true story. Or this one is super, it takes that and then it, it's, it, it feels genuine. Because the overall story is kind of about this, um, I want to say hair demon or a demon that has to do with hair i, I say I yeah so every it's about some hair god all right hair god who is just you know cruel and stuff <laughs> but what i like most I, i'm not i wasn't really into it due to the fact that it's you know about a hair god but what i um what actually kept me there was just the way that the, the chapters were arranged and how they kind of told the story because in the very beginning it's called ptsd radio just mm-hmm. to reiterate that and in the very beginning there's this there's this radio that's kind of made out of flesh and a hum, human facial features lying on a counter like going through different channels now you know how traditional radios are where you have a tuning dial and then it goes into different uh stations and then you yeah. kind of tap into a little bit of what the original program was or you come in for the news or something like that yeah it's literally structures every chapter in that way the first chapter is 89.27 uh, hertz uh, second chapter is 64.98 hertz and if you read them it kind of feels like an like like none of the stories are, are connected at all except through maybe here and then it's four different stories but uh, along the way you kind of start to realize the stories are linked and the chapters are titled you know 89 point uh, the first one is 89.2 and then the, the next one that follows that story is 89.28 and then it's an immediate continuation from where you left off in the story. So the story kind of goes through different part, uh, uh, different time frames of the characters' journeys through whatever it is they're experiencing, and different perspectives of different characters. But, yeah. but as you go further, the stories kind of start to interlink, and different characters start to meet, and it all finally, you know, meshes together. Unfortunately we weren't able to see a conclusion to that because at some point the author stopped writing about these stories and started writing about an author who moved to the city and was writing a horror manga. Um, And then he started to hear voices in his house and other weird things started to happen. And he claims, he physically claims that he was um, haunted by said ghost if he kept on working on this manga. And I'm not even going to lie. Abruptly stopped it where it ends. That's that's the main reason as to why I started it. Because I was like, I really, really want to see what it is exactly that, you know, made this man start seeing things. And I was like, well, I get it. Because most of, you know, the, the manga is extremely creepy. Like there's jump scares in most of um the the 
the volumes that are there it's it's quite creepy to be honest the, the obs- i was like why are these people so obsessed with the hair but then it's all centered around you know the hair god but i get why right. he's so but then he has to come back because we need him like he needs to finish it so you don't care if he's cursed <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm not trying to say we don't care about that, but, you know, we need him. But away from, that, <laughs> away from that, what's your third current read? My third current read has been a long read. I, I, I'll admit I have been, this has been on the backlog for months, several months. Uh, Chiwo Wadashi. Wadachi also known as Blood on the Tracks. This one isn't conventional horror. It's actually the art the art style itself and uh, just the flow of the story is pretty slow and very self-contained. It's It follows a very normal, seemingly normal family in the first chapter, except uh, they go to this family meeting and this boy goes with his mother and his cousin, who's very energetic. And then his cousin's running through the woods, goes to the edge of of a cliff sort of and he's like playing around there then the, the mother shouts to like stop stop uh, her nephew from jumping or falling off or anything and then he he is about to fall and then she she kind of saves him sort of stops him from falling but for some unknown reason for a moment she pauses and then she looks back at her son and then they they share this brief moment of silence and then she pushes her nephew off the cliff the boy falls, but isn't dead. He's uh, paralyzed for some time, but then he comes out and recovers. He doesn't remember anything. So the only people who witnessed that event were the mother and her son, the main character. So the, the chapters that follow suit afterwards uh, of him trying to grasp exactly what happened in that whole event, because it, it kind of takes him through the trauma of what is happening. And then the, the story slowly unfolds to show the, the what's actually happening and his mother is super super uh, like obsessed with him like to uncomfortable levels the point she constantly fights with her husband and wins out everyone who even walks near her but she's the, the thing he like he's the thing that she um, prizes the most and she, she ends up smothering him and choking him through life and it's yeah it, it kind of bends towards the psych it's more psychological horror if anything you know what that reminds me of? Um, the part where you said, um, I think she like pushed him and then he fell and then he got paralyzed and whatnot. And then when he woke up, he couldn't remember. That reminds me of Game of Thrones because I'm not even going to lie. Oh. It, sounds, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds just like that because there was a boy who witnessed something that was quite crazy. And then like he was pushed mm-hmm. off of this like tower and then he like got paralyzed and then he couldn't remember anything. So that's that's what it reminded me of. But that's that that description was wow. Who knew? What did you say the name of it was? English name is Blood on the Tracks. We'll, we'll try our best to check it out and not be traumatized. Okay, uh, I guess it's my turn. So three things that I am currently reading. I think the first one that you had mentioned is PTSD Radio. Um yeah, so I'm also currently reading that. I think I should be like on volume four. I should check, but it should be somewhere there. So yeah, I think you had already explained that one. And then and the next one is um, 
under Junji Ito's manga collection. At the moment, I should be reading Uzumaki. That's yeah, that's the one that I currently should be reading. But then I think the 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 chapter that I'm currently on, besides that one, is there's that girl who had like holes on her body and she was always complaining about insects and whatnot. I don't know if you remember it. But that really just triggered my tripophobia because I hate seeing so many holes on like one one freaking you get my point. It was so I, I honestly that's why I like stopped it and went to Uzumaki because that was freaking creepy. I just cannot Yeah, I remember that one. And then the other manga that I'm reading is what's let me let me try and like find it. It's called Kurosagi Shitai Takuhai Bin. But then it's basically Kurosagi's corpse delivery service. So what it's mainly about is these people who find a corpse and they basically take it where it wants to go. So among them, there's a guy who can speak to the dead. There's one who can find um, a corpse using his pendulum, I think. There's a girl who can like embalm them to like, you know, prevent composition. And then there's a girl who's like the leader and stuff. Yeah, that's that's like, I, I forgot what the other guy does. I guess he just exists. But, you know, that's the whole description that I can give without like giving any spoilers. It's really good. I would really love to see like um, an adaption for this manga. Like it's really good. You guys should like just, just go and read it. I know it's horror, but just read it. So yeah, um, moving on from what it is that we're reading. Um, for the listeners, what is it exactly that, you know, what manga would you recommend to them? Something that you want them to read. You know, I was kind of waiting for you to explain Uzumaki because you didn't. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, oh, there's quite a lot I would suggest to them. This is manga only because I have like a few anime I'd like to throw in. Mm. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. no, it's, it's just manga only. Manga only, okay. So if you're new to the horror genre, you could check out uh, Miyoroku-chan, which I'm pretty sure last year got an anime adaption. This one is, you know, it's modern Japanese occultism. It's style is very similar to that of Jujutsu Kaisen in, the, in terms of the ghosts and monsters. So basically it's about this teenage girl who develops this ability randomly to see ghosts and unlike other shows which will make ghosts seem like you know positive creatures no no every girl, every single ghost here is some grotesque being that should not be you know dealt with now the twist here is that she isn't some a fiery spirited uh, protagonist who goes through anything no no she's she like any normal person is trying to avoid this being in her life but she can't do much so she lives every single day trying to avoid the avoid showing that she can see the ghosts. That way, the ghosts won't interact with her. And yeah, so the drama of the story is basically her getting in worse situations due to her friends or family that like re- require to actually get involved with ghosts. That sounds really cool. You said the title of that was Mi Eroku Chan. 
Okay. M I E R U K O. Is that O? O. You can you can even go hardcore horror. No, just. Oh, hardcore horror. Um, let's see. The the ones I really wanted to mention. Uh, this is from Junji Ito. Uh, Amigara Faults. Yeah, it's you might remember it as the the one with the the mountain with people shaped holes. Now this one doesn't go the extra mile as much as you know Junji's other works have gone the extra mile in dis- uh, expressing things. But this one got into my head the most. Mm. No, I don't know if it's because of the relatability of like the metaphor. I don't know. It's just it was just all that. So basic, basically the story was. Uh, these random holes that's popping up in this mountain. So the internet and I guess people in general started to travel to the place because I don't know who started this, but they believed there was a hole that had their, ex- that was made for them basically, had their exact height and shape and they could fall through that hole. It's a, it's a weird take on the, um, the call of the voids that you might get when you're on a, a tall building or tall surface and, you know, you might feel like jumping, um, non-suicidal by the way. yeah but yeah uh, uh this the thing about the hosts is that you, they didn't know anything about them except that they were developed and they were very human shaped so people still managed to to jump in you see characters break their mentors trying to get in you see characters fight the the urge to go in but inevitably people would finally go through the holes. as it turned out over um sorry spoilers yeah the holes kind of just streamlined you into a thin, like they got really thin at the other end, and then there's this 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 weird shape of a human being that that comes through. And the the way it uses the the mountain uses gravity, like it pull you through. It's kind of like a a funnel would squeeze you into a certain shape, so you don't die, you don't get smashed or anything. You just go there, and then your body starts to bend in ways it hasn't been before. You feel agonizing pain in slow motion because your body is slowly morphing to fit in the hard surface around you. And in the end, you, you get out, uh, you know, eat destroyed by the machine. And I, as much as Junji has this, um, you know, tendency to not explain his work, leaving it up for the, the general public to, you know, go crazy at, I, I saw that story as, you know, life just throwing you through, you know, a mode, basically. Sometimes it's through career choices. It actually reminded, you know, when we had that conversation, Tonile, earlier about uh, your course and stuff, we it reminded me of this manga. So, you know, you're kind of given this perfect shape, which is like, oh, my God, you, be, you do so well as an actress or you do so well as a doctor. <laughs> Emphasis on doctor. Yeah, and then you go through this machine which churns you out. And then when you're in the middle, you can't crawl out. It's almost impossible to. You're powerless and you just have to go through it. Before you know it, you're 50. You've made like two career choices you really regret and you're not in the financial uh, position you want to be in. And, you know, such is life. That, that, sounds, that sounds creepy. I don't think I have reached on that volume taking my precious time but for me i feel like one that i would recommend under junji ito's collection is tomi that's like my favorite one i don't understand why but i just really like tomi uh, tomi <laughs> is mainly about this gorgeous gorgeous girl who um has i guess the ability to have men fall in love with her but 
to some extent when they like get extremely obsessed with her and they like love her so much they end up killing her and they end up like chopping her body up and like throwing her somewhere and this keeps happening in so many of you know the chapters that are there and i really enjoyed i don't know i just enjoyed that and then the one that i liked specifically was the the one where she she became those that girl who like was in the hospital and stuff and then she got this transplant and it turned out that it was Tommy's and then Tommy actually became her through that and then there was that other one where it was like this man was like so obsessed with Tommy's hair that he like put it away in a box and then his child i guess saw that and then you know she was like all oh, this hair is so freaking beautiful you guys and i don't know like one strand like got stuck on like you know her scalp and stuff and then it started growing and stuff and then Tommy actually became her in a way like i don't know it's it's extremely creepy but that's what we're here for we're here for the creeps you know exactly you can never <laughs> have too many tomes yeah they they must be there right now we just do not know but you know besides that do you have anything else that you would like to recommend um yeah sure uh i'm going to try and stray a bit away from junji because you know he's a very dominant force in the in the horror manga industry yeah yeah so i mentioned miracle channel already you guys should definitely try out the original devilman like manga i, I remember the adaptation devilman cry baby yeah the the manga that that's based off of is goes more in the direction of horror like it 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 is it is the original okay no no don't don't quote me on this but superhero dark side of superhero trope as the main character is literally a devil and you know does heroic things quote unquote but you know very grotesque and dark in his execution kind of like homelander but uh, <laughs> uh, i also mentioned uh okay you could also try devilman g which is like a it's it's a newer version so cuz some people do complain about the visuals of the original devilman being too retro for them devilman g uh, definitely looks uh, a bit better uh if this one it's called mermaid saga i found it in the wild it, it was done by the same mangaka who did inuyasha yeah so basically it's i i believe this is an actual like superstition in in japan somewhere or was at least so if you eat the flesh of a mermaid you gain immortality or you could die or become a grotesque monster who just roams the earth yeah those are your three options so the story that that's the the setting and the story actually follows this uh, boy man child thing who's <laughs> who's forced into becoming immortal so he could like be used for other people to become immortal sorry the the, the rules are very unclear when you when humans are getting involved basically he has forced immo- immortality and his people want to take his wants to eat his skin i guess so he's on the search for another mermaid who, who whose skin he can eat i guess i think that was a cure yeah so he he then stops being immortal uh, the twist is he also finds a 
a mermaid who was tricked as well by her friends into becoming immortal because uh, I believe if another mermaid eats a mermaid, an immortal mermaid's flesh, again, there's a little flesh eating here, uh, they get to have eternal beauty or something. I guess that's immortality as well. Yeah, so uh, the selfish desires of these people's, um, I want to say peers, causes them to have immortality. And it's it's actually a romance, apparently, between the two of them as they go and do that journey, trying to not be immortal. The moment you just mentioned those, like somebody else who was going through the same thing, I just knew that there was some sort of romance in there. <laughs> ah, yes, in the unlikely setting. It feels like the author was like, okay, I'm going to write a horror manga. I'm definitely going to write a horror manga. Oh, it's it's just romance. <laughs> like, that's that's the whole thing now. It's not horror anymore. It's just two people falling in love. But, you know, the, the whole eating each other thing with the mermaids and what... It sounds, it sounds quite creepy, I'm not going to lie. And, like, there's a possibility yeah. that you might actually end up being a monster if you, like, eat the, the flesh of, like, a mermaid. And people are still going on and doing that, knowing that there's a risk. <laughs> I don't know why people want to live so long, but you know, it's, the it's never necessary to be honest. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, I just remembered I, the last one. Yes, <laughs> uh, the drifting <laughs> classroom, which was <laughs> I. What was this, this this thing that came out? There's an adaption that came out like winter of 2021. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, it, it it featured the school like disappearing and then it, it just spawned in this abyss. It was dark everywhere. It was a floating school. And then the kids who were in the school said to develop special abilities. But, you know, the, the story was way more... It, the, the story outside the abilities was kind of more interesting. Anyway, the, there's a horror take on the same thing although this one predates that one, obviously. It's called The Drifting Classroom. And this one's more of a more of a Lord of the Flies type of story where this the whole school gets transported, teachers and students. And, the, you know, they, they start to... The same thing, the kids get special abilities, except the teachers start to exploit the kids and it gets violent really fast and there's murdering on both from both parties... And it kind of, you know, it, it takes a cabin fever to to the, the next extreme. Out in the middle of nowhere, there's just rocky terrain everywhere. The other food and resources is in one place, and you know, it's suspicious them. What's the the name of that one? The drifting classroom. Oh, I don't know. At first, I thought you said assassination classroom. <laughs> oh wow! I was going to get extremely confused. But that sounds that sounds really cool. Surely check it out. I'm going to say, you know, I recommend Berserk to people. But I just started, you know, I recently just started reading the manga. I wasn't going to start with the 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 anime. I don't know why. I just started to read the manga instead. So I guess I could recommend that to people. But I don't know how exactly I would best explain it. I honestly haven't reached that far into the manga to actually start explaining it to people. But just know there's like a guy with a big sword roaming around trying to get back his sanity and all that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I you guess... Um, sorry? You mean you haven't watched the original? 
No, I, I I made the decision to actually just read the manga and not watch anything. I don't know why. And so, like each time I'm reading, I always just play the guts theme, <laughs> just to have a feel of of actually of it actually you know playing out in my head. Um, I guess something that I would recommend is something that I'm also currently reading. Um, it's called I Am a Hero. And so I think this is the one where this guy is, you know, there's where he is apparently. Um, there's like a, is it a zombie apocalypse? I'm not really sure if I, I'm going to explain this right. But, you know, there's like a zombie apocalypse and he has a gun and like weapons and stuff. But then the plot twist is that he is schizophrenic. And so, yeah, you could you could imagine how that plays out. Is he seeing things or is, <laughs> is he seeing things or is it actually happening? So that that's I am a hero. I hope it's the one. I just can't remember. But I hope it's the one. Yeah. So I think that's that's all for recommendations on my end. Oh, Unless you know, you have you have like a list for recomm- no 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 not a list. <laughs> Unless you have like something that something else you want to like close with concerning like recommendations. Oh, uh, I guess I'll close with um, horror anime. You see, now I will state, and I, I, I have to say this at least once publicly, the Junji Ito, like, adaption, the collection adaption was the, the it did not do him justice. It, it sucked, basically, as, as a horror. In fact, you should read it. I mean, you should, like, go watch it after reading I'm the, the manga. I'm going to do that. I feel like it's going to ruin the version of Junji Ito that I have in my head, because I saw something for how is it Netflix was going to introduce Tommy. And I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Please no, let's 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 not." I feel like most of the people that actually try to adapt his collection don't do it justice. Like, let's just sure. leave everything for imagination. Like, I'm currently adapting Uzumaki, so yeah, hold on to your socks for that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, honorable mentions in anime that I feel you guys should check out. I won't give too much exposition on any of them. So we have uh, Hell Girl, which is a freaking classic in horror. You should definitely go check that one out. It's uh, episodic. Oh, sorry, is that even the right word here? Anyway, basically every episode is about someone who is supposed to go to hell because they made a pact with the girl to, to make someone else go to hell. Like that's the, the catch. So she can help you get revenge, but as a call, as the payment, you kind of also have to go with her. Yeah. Then uh, Helsing Ultimate. I don't know if this it counts as horror. You guys who are sensitive to blood and stuff, this is horror for you. Yeah, Helsing Ultimate, which is more on the action side, but there's all vampire blood, swearing, and you know everything bad you probably imagine. Uh, next is Shiki. Shiki is one of the few vampire anime I've actually enjoyed in my lifetime. And it 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 does it really well. Like a horror with vampires in it is not even something I could imagine. But Shiki does it actually does it nicely. And I appreciate it so much for that. Uh let's see. Yeah, check out When They Cry, Angel's Egg, uh, uh, uh Corpse Party. Oh, I should also mention uh 
Oh no, no. This is this is technically a spoiler, but go watch school live. Just go watch school live. I'll just say that. And uh oh, also ghost stories because of the English dub. And lastly, <laughs> this one this one <laughs> deserves that's comedy. a comedy. That's that's purely comedy. <laughs> anyway. Like, yeah, lastly, don't, the, don't watch it, don't watch it in sub. Watch it in dub. Like I saw that's going to make your day. Unite your year, the rest of your life, probably. It's just so unnecessary. For real, it's a Hall of Famer. Although it probably would get cancelled if it was out there today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the last adaption, which is a pretty, like, it is artistic for something as horror related. The woman who stole fingers. I am not too sure if you've seen it or anything. If, in fact, if you haven't, the better. It's, it's nice to experience the first time. So I will not give you any exposition. I will just say a child who had let go of his mother's hand and, you know, it was taken. I think I phrased that creepy sentence properly. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So some weird stuff happens. Go watch it. (laughs) The title is the woman who stole fingers. Get creative. Why, Why does she sound like she'd be Kira's wife? Or something beside his stealing hands wow. and killing people, and then should be stealing her fingers. <laughs> I see the connection. I see the connection. You, <laughs> you, 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 you'd appreciate your Chicago Kira in comparison to this. I, it's, it sounds extremely creepy. So I guess so. Oh, that's it from me. Hope you guys uh, enjoy the manga. Yeah. So thank you. Kumi san for like you know giving us so many recommendations we're going to check them out you know guys please just read something that's horror for once leave that slice of life leave the romance leave it and go to the horror side of life you you won't regret it you probably will but like you you won't after some time Anyways, um, that brings us to the end of our week since episode. Today we were discussing horror and we hope you loved it so very much. Um, be sure to follow Nerdotaku on Facebook. I'm guessing we, we do have a Facebook. Um, yes, on Twitter, yes. um, also YouTube, Instagram, and be sure to join our Discord server as well. You can talk to people about basically anything. There's like a, there's like a channel for every thing you could ever possibly imagine and i think kumi will give us his social handles where you could find him okay uh i'm generally identified as dark matrix on twitter and instagram i'm also looming around on the discord server if you really need to find me you can also <laughs> catch me on the upcoming web series Nerdotaku and friends yeah, so be sure to check out Nerdotaku and Friends as well, you know. And also, uh, Webtoons has a Twitter account and an Instagram account. And every Saturday on Twitter, we have a space. So, yeah, be sure to join every freaking space that we ever have and interact with, you know, people and, you know, like-minded people. So I have been your host, Sonile. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter... It's Abigail Danile or Instagram. It's Baby Doll. I cannot remember the the actual like username. I don't know how people actually ever remember that. But yeah, that's I think that's it.
from us. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy your day or your night or your week. Or <laughs> Bye, guys.